Hey, are you looking to upgrade your key life areas and evolve to a higher level of existence? To practically harness personal growth and spirituality in a crazy, busy, imperfect world? Then you've come to the right place. My name is Prash and this is Urban Spirituality, the show which uniquely fuses ancient wisdom with contemporary self-growth and spiritual disciplines to deliver value-adding tools, traits, and insights to help you unleash your fullest potential. We always keep it real, featuring authentic, unfiltered dialogue with guests from diverse backgrounds to inspire, entertain, and enlighten all who listen. So get ready for your dose of urban spirituality. Be present, and let's dive in. You, you sometimes have allies and associations, friends, who don't necessarily serve you anymore. And you, I, I, rather than excommunicating, what I've done is I've found is my, not, not being, not, I still give a shit. It's about, I, so focused on what I want to do. And these people don't necessarily fit into the same uh, arc or results that I want. So you, they just naturally kind of drop off. But sometimes you do actually have to have a conscious decision. You are who you hang around. What's that saying for us? Probably you can tell me the five people you hang around, you, you, you resonate. But Yeah, we are the essence of the five people we spend most time with. Hey, Stuart. So if, if you're hanging around people who are talking shit all the time, sad, miserable victims, um, supporting your habits, your negative habits... That's not necessarily a good thing. I mean, we all want a, a, a friend and an ally, but sometimes you actually you want your friends to like, no, re, you're talking shit, mate. You know that's not good. You know you, you need that. You need that. And it's, there's ways to just, there's ways to do that. You don't have to be so nasty. But I've talked a lot. Let's hear no. Master Press. No. So let me share. Thanks, Alex. I think you've you've hit some good you've you've hit some good points here. Let me just share something. Um, there was a survey done back in the um, at the end of the seventies, kind of around the Reagan area, a Reagan era, uh, when Ronald Reagan was um, president in the states. And the and the study was done on why friends grow apart. And interestingly, they found that the biggest reason why friends grew apart, or one of the biggest reasons, I I don't want to misquote, one of the biggest reasons wasn't necessarily because they had. Uh, the friends weren't, you know, the other people weren't helpful. It wasn't that, you know, so-and-so friend wasn't as helpful and as supportive as they would have liked. It's actually because they were negative or they had negative bad habits or behaviors that just drove them away. That you know, It's kind of what you said. Some friends, so-called friends were shitty. They were negative. They were not, um, they, they were deliberately trying to sabotage yeah. your progress in some way, whether it's directly as a direct attack or indirectly. And it was that negativity that was the biggest driver in friends growing apart. Not so much the lack of support or just, you know, the passivism. Because we've all got a lot of friends who are kind of like neutral. They're not necessarily supporting us. I don't know about you. Alex, I've got a lot of friends who I, who I would call, I would call them mates. In fact, in, in yeah. Indian, you got, it's interesting because there's, um, in Indian, there's a word, there's several words for the word friend. Uh, one of them is, uh, one of them, one of those words is <clears throat> dost, and one of those is mitra. A dost is like a mate. Dost, D-O-S-T. And a dost is like a mate. 
a, a mate is like drinking companions, yeah. people you hang out at the gym with. You're not real close with, you're not opening up all your heart to. And then a mitra is, is more like a friend, a close friend. And just, just like that, we all have friends like that. And I think part of the problem we have is we sometimes confuse the circle or the range within which a certain friend operates. We may confuse somebody who's actually more of a mate as a close friend. Then we open up and then we spill our hearts and we get close to them and then we get burnt, we get hurt. They don't support us. And then we get pissed that they didn't help us out. Like, where were you when I needed you? And in their head, yeah. they didn't see you as, they didn't see you as a really close friend. They just saw you as a mate. And so sometimes it's not because a person, two friends are bad. It's because the expectation has changed. One's gone down from a degraded from a, or, you know, reduce themselves from a close friend to a friend to a mate. And you know, this is a lesson I've had to learn painfully over the years, being a little boy, I, feel, I, I finally feel like a, a man. Um, I've always had the best intentions and I thought everyone is gonna have a good heart and, and they don't. Right. And people are jealous, but no. friends can be jealous and they can, they can gear you, steer you in a way which isn't necessarily for your best interest, just no. because there's jealousy and it, it's a lot, and you realize, hang on, people aren't like that. And I've done that way too many times. I finally learned, I do have to separate. I, I see the good in everyone, even my enemy. But still, right. to be successful now in the, the, the next half of my life, it's time to do a bit of clearing out, maybe. Introspection. Yeah, you've got to do a little bit of spring cleaning with your friends, right? And, yeah. And, and the thing is, and, it could be and, and let's talk about, well, it can be, um, it, but it doesn't have to be, uncomfortable for everyone that is to say there's ways you can do it right some for it you don't have to necessarily go to an old friend who you don't hang out with and block them on facebook and say yeah i want to want to see yeah. you again yeah, yeah, yeah. You, there's there's different options how to do it and i think it also speaks to the level of our psychological and our spiritual evolution as to how how we deal with friends who aren't serving us or who we're not close to anymore is a reflection of how evolved we are as human beings. The less evolved we are, the more aggressive we're likely to be in cutting old friendships. The more evolved we are, the more we're going to realize that maybe this isn't working for us. And you just gently drift away. What I'm getting at is you don't have to take a hard approach and say, you're an asshole and I don't want to be a friend with you anymore yeah. because you're just useless and selfish and you're negative. You don't have to be that hard. This, it's not a case of not giving a damn because like, no, I'm, this is where I'm going to be. You're no good to me. You're not that mercenary, but you're, you're not aligned and focused to what I want to achieve. And just look, yeah. you just, you don't necessarily cut them out. I mean, I have friends who, I don't associate with anymore. They're still, I'm still friendly with those. I still have a love for them, but it just, you don't have any of the same commonalities. You're like, but doesn't mean I have to say, I'm never going to speak to that person again. It's sad some of no. the things didn't work out, but hey, you know, if I see them, it'd be nice to have a drink and be friend. but it'd be, what did you call it? The doors. The a doors, yeah. It would be like a drinking companion. You've devolved, you know, you're not as close anymore. And I think, that's it. It's just like a dust. It's it's just a mate, you know. And, hey, and and I think we talk about family. How that happens with family, isn't it? What do you think about? Maybe that's another subject. Blood thicker than water, sort of. Yeah, thing. I think that's another subject. But there is a great saying, actually. There yeah. is a there is a and I'm mindful that there's there is a great saying on that, right? Friends are the family you choose to have, right? Family yeah. you can't necessarily choose, but friends are the family you choose to have. And I think there's there's I, I would love to share with all of you guys out there and I, people have been making some great points along the way. Just want to say a big shout out, Sheila, 
big kudos to what you're doing. Uh, just sharing what you say. She says she's taking all this in currently. She goes, I'm 32 and in a refuge due to my ex-husband. Since I've left, I've never felt better in my life. Beautiful. Yeah. Marcus, Marcus talking about mental health and illnesses. Marcus, big shout out to Ush right. who's joined us all the way from Australia, who's an emotional Marcus. intelligence expert. She's, she, she deals with this sort of stuff all the time. Perfect, and I guess... Big time, Zoe. Zoe is Zoe agreeing as well. So big shout out to people. Let me just share a couple of things, a couple of realizations that I think I've had on the way, not only in my life but in the life of clients. One of the biggest things I get from the coaching clients that come to us, um, and coaching clients that I've worked with, you know, whether they're 25 or whether they're 55, um, and I get this from some of them saying that why is it that some of my friends are really unsupportive of where I'm going in life? Or they don't approve of the partner that I've got, or they don't approve of the lifestyle I'm living. Why are they so unsupportive? And curiously, why is it that they become negative when I'm actually doing something positive in my life? Why is it that they're getting down on me yeah. when I've got this new job, new career, I'm actually making something, something of my life and they're dragging me down. Yeah. Um, and so, what I want to share is a couple of reasons why this sort of stuff can happen. Firstly, our values may change. As friends, the values that brought us together were like when we were young. Like Alex, you can look back and you can probably, you know, you know, mentally picture people who you grew up with. You guys had a certain shared set of values, right? You valued freedom. You valued um, the thrill of the chase. You valued um, danger. You valued whatever values that you had in common brought you together and kept you together, right? Now those values change. Not everybody has those same values because the priority of the values, the significance of those values diminishes. Uh, a classic example is when you got a bunch of guys or girls and one of them ends up getting married and everybody else is single. Suddenly the priorities and behaviors and, you know, you, you know, everybody knows it, right? Somebody gets married, forget them. They're going to be off the radar for at least a year or two. They're not going to hang around with all their single buddies anymore, right? Values have changed. One of the saddest things about this, because I understand um, where I want to get to, these people not, aren't necessarily serving, they're not on the same mission as me. Still have a love, and a, but it can be sad because you kind of have to leave. Yeah. It happens with family. The values, as you say, change. For instance, I try and when you try and highlight, when you, I sound high and mighty, but when you research things and you, you understand about medicine and um, you understand a better way of how to heal someone, I'm talking about family members, and I, I know of how to heal people, having researched the subject thoroughly and seeing witness firsthand other people healing themselves, and your rest of your family is yeah. still stuck in a paradigm. And why? Because it's going to check what I'm saying challenges their core values and yeah it's, it's uncomfortable oh, yeah and, and that becomes you at first i get angry oh, oh just wake up we could we could and it's same with friends and, and and acquaintances you want them to come on a journey with you but they're not they're not getting it and I'm like it's a sad thing and that is the thing i i can't not not give a damn i still give a damn because I don't want to leave them behind. And that makes me sad. But I want the best for everybody. And I, I try my best to get them out of the burning building, metaphorically. And they want to stay in the burning building. Right. Come on, guys. This is the way to get out of the burning building. And you're like, but listen, I'm not going to get burned. 
I've got things I need to do in this world, in this universe, in this life. And I'm going to make sure I survive. I'm going to do my best to get you out of the burning building. But it's not about me not giving a damn. But I'm so focused to make the world, the universe, a better place. I'm getting out of that burning building. If, if I'm telling you, please come follow me. You're going to burn. But hey. Beautiful. I, I, I couldn't have said it better. And Alex, you've just touched on something that I'd love to come back to, um, which is one of the things... Um, we talked about our values changing as one reason why we drift apart, right? Another thing yeah. is um, what I call time warp syndrome, right? So some friends are stuck in a time warp. They're still living with the, you know, your friends are still thinking you're the 30 year old Alex who used to do this or that, or you're with a friend who still sees you as a person who you were five years ago, 10 years ago, yeah. 15 years yeah. ago. And so they're stuck in this time warp syndrome. They haven't moved on themselves because they haven't moved on, they're not relating to you and you can't relate to them anymore. I mean, you've moved on, you've evolved, your career's changed, your life's changed, you've well, been through a whole bunch of trials. And I have had my life from the, all the degradation and all the crap, continual crap. I still get the stuff about my ex-wife and all the silliness that's gone on in the past, which is more than 10 years ago. And it, it, people are stuck still. I don't harbor on about it. I, I, the reason why I brought this up... Um, it was in, I was seeing, I was in the Bolton paper today as Katie Price's ex. And I'm like, oh, God. What, it, I know. And I'm like, okay. I have, okay. It, it peed me off for a millisecond, but I moved on from that. And I'm letting that go. You know, it's, it's still annoying because people want to associate myself with that. But you, I'm not that person. And you, almost people, you've judged before you've even entered the room. And then you have to have an upstart. But what it is, the trick is to not care. And I still, this, I'm not entirely there because I do care. Because the fact that I said, oh, fuck. No. But every single day I'm getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And I'm just going to go, why are we talking about this? Because me and Press are doing a retreat on the 25th to the 27th in Harlow, Essex at Carbon Retreats. And we're going to do a transformational treat. And one of the things that we teach yeah. and we live by is loving thyself. Self-acceptance, yeah. self-appreciation. There's tools and tricks you can use to um, do this. Things like meditation, breathing, um, what you eat. You are what you eat. We need to move every day. We need to exercise. We need to think better. We need to breathe better. Um, I cut Hell yeah. I'll let you get back to what we were saying. But that, that's why we're talking about this. I still struggle with this, but I'm feeling better and happier every single day. And I'm sure to the day I die, and I hope I've got a good 40, 50 years left in me, I'm going to have, still have struggles, different struggles. Not the struggles I had today or yesterday, but different struggles. And that's what life's all about. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more, Alex. And I think, again, you touched on it yet again. The importance of making the importance of making good quality decisions in order to better our lives is partly related to our ability to not give a and think we should definitely do another live a separate live on the subtle art of not giving a damn and the benefits of doing so right I let, let that be a Why separate thing but Scarlett, I don't give a damn. <laughs>
I, frankly, Scarlett, I don't give a damn. Yeah, so I think that's definitely something that's part of that decision-making process, learning to not give a damn about other people's opinions when you're making a decision. But the other part of making a decision is improving the quality of our values. We need to have better values in order to make better decisions. And when we make better decisions, we'll have better out actions, okay? And that's, we, we talked about this on the last retreat, right? When we did Hungary, you know, we, had, we did a deep dive on this and we'll do some of this at the retreat for sure. But I think an important message for us here in this session is to maybe, as I love the way you put it, by the way, it's almost like doing an audit of all your friends, your close friends, your slightly further away friends, Ouch. your mates who you yeah. meet at the gym, <laughs> you know, the people you, you see here and there, <laughs> clean some out, do an audit and, and you don't have to get rid of them harshly but what you can do and, and i got some ideas i want to share this with you if you have got friends let me just put this to you and i've done this in my own life i've taught our coaching clients i mean clients that i just had a coaching client last week from australia we just had this very conversation i coach him remotely in australia and he says like i've got friends and they're just not serving me they're just dragging me down i said look you could do several things one you could open up your heart which is you know, you're all about that, Alex, you'd open up your heart, you would try and say, Hey, look, this is where I'm at. Now, I valued the friendship, you've been there for me in my times of trial and tribulations. I know that we're not kind of on the same path at the moment. But I want to be open, I want to tell you where I'm going. And I'd love you to be a part of that journey. If I can help you in your in your life to bring you on this journey over here, I'd love to do that. We're you know still what? friends. But I'm sorry. We're not hanging around as much. Something has really been bothering me. So, and um, I don't know if I should share, I'm going to share it. Cause that's what I'm like. Um, a family member who I love dearly and we've grown apart and it's like a, like a, a brother. And I'm like, I'm, I've got to the point. I, w I don't want him to burn in the building, the metaphorical building. And I couldn't see him burning. And I'm burning. And I'm oh, like, man. come out, please. And we've lost the closeness. Although there's all, there, will, there will always be a, a, a super love. That connection. And I'm, and I'm trying my best. I'm angry. I'm really angry. But that's not going to serve. What's going to serve is to show, put my heart out. Please. Please, I love you. I, I mean, for the first time. And that's something the reads have been done. Massive. But, we don't, we've not, we've not said that. It's only since my dad passed away three, four years ago that we started to say, me and my dad, in the last few weeks, few, a month, we said we loved each other so much. And it was the most powerful. Oh, man. Thing. And since Bro, then, you're talking, like, yeah. We don't say that. And I'm, I'm trying to bring this on to my brother now. Come on, Rupert, I love you. Come on. <laughs> and I love a lot of people. Oh man, I love you're touching my heart, man. You're saying, you know, and I feel what you say. You know, I live it. You know, and and I think we can all benefit from being that way. And maybe it's it's, it's a it's approaching a friend that you haven't been hanging around with for a while, or you're kind of uneasy. You got a distance, and rather than cutting them harshly and saying you don't serve me no more, bye bye. Maybe it's a case of opening up your heart and saying, hey, listen, I know we've kind of drifted apart. You've gone your way. Because sometimes it's not just value. Sometimes it's interest, yeah. right? You've got interest in fitness, health, and training. Your old mate's caught up in being a computer yeah. programmer and, I don't know, doing whatever he's doing. So you guys drift apart. But it's sometimes having that real open conversation and saying, you know what? We shared some good times together. I know we're not as close as we used to, but I want you to know I'm always here for you. Um, I'm just not spending as much time. If there's something I can do for you, reach out. I think as using you know kindness of our heart. 
it's these sort of conversations that um, I'm not blowing our own trumpets because, but I am blowing my own trumpet. These sort of conversations help. They help me access and realize yeah. if I'm teaching this stuff, I need to live it. And now I'm living this. I've been living like this for the last couple of years. Hell yeah. And, and I'm getting strong. I'm still, yeah. I'm showing my heart. And I, and I sometimes I feel vulnerable. And you are. Say you shouldn't, but you shouldn't do that. Should, well, no, I want to be real, real. And that's this. If we're going to help people. And what I noticed on the last retreat was I, I was blown away at the results we had. And it sounds like I'm, well, I am. I'm, I'm extremely proud and happy. It's the damn I mean, truth, right? Because to be Big shout out to came, Dina, Robbie, Dave, yeah. who are with us. Uh, sad people. Uh, I don't mean that in a negative. They felt sad inside. They changed because they started loving. Yeah. And I'm like, what's that bloody like? We don't talk about it. Stiff upper lip, stiff upper lip British thing. I mean, but we've talked totally. a lot, Rush. Um, just want to say, I'm going to say a few more words and I'll let you... Um, Please, this sounds silly. And I still ask the question, what's life all about? And I, I ask them all the time to everybody now. When it shouldn't be... Oh, when, it's, yeah. when people say you shouldn't talk about religion and politics, well, I do. And what's life all about? And I, not in a... Oh, yeah. Way, but I, I'm, I do it with love. I'm like, I'm like, there's no aggression. I'm okay. I just want to... I think people should talk more. And people, people should talk more, yeah. People think um, yeah, I can make people feel slightly uncomfortable. And I, that's not mine. But actually, I think me and you are slight disruptors. Because what I want to do more than anything is make people raise their vibration. It's the truth. I don't feel like a Jesus Christ or a Buddha or a Gandhi. But I do feel, just in my own little way, if I can make someone smile or even think or question. And that's what I've got to do with my brother. Hey folks, thanks so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and as with all our episodes, found something to inform, inspire and empower you in your personal and spiritual journeys in life. As always, feel free to leave a little love for your ratings and comments, subscribe and share it with those you care about. And take your personal and spiritual evolution to the next level by joining us on one of our unique events, workshops, or retreats, or taking advantage of our personal and professional coaching packages. Find out more about us at mantratherapy.co.uk. I'm your host, Prash K. This is Urban Spirituality, and we will catch you on the next episode.